0: If you live with type one diabetes, you probably have all kinds of crazy thoughts flying through your head all the time. Thoughts like I'm a failure because of my diabetes. Diabetes will always be hard for me. I'm always going to be anxious when my blood sugar is low. And the reality is these thoughts and these stories that we tell ourselves can have a big impact on our emotions. They can actually cause emotional havoc because they snowball to a place where diabetes becomes emotionally unbearable. But it doesn't have to be that way. How would you feel if I told you you could stop these stories in their tracks? That's what I'm gonna do in this episode of the podcast. Welcome to the Live Free with T1D podcast, brought to you by the diabetes psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to manage a stress type one diabetes like a sailboat. When you learn how to build your sailboat correctly, you'll have smooth sailing in your life of type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. and on this episode of the podcast, we're taking a deep dive into the sails of your sailboat and the sails of your mindset. We know that your mindset has a big impact on your emotional health, type, and diabetes. You cannot control the thoughts that come in your head or the emotions that you feel, at least in the moment. But what you can control with your mindset is what you do with those thoughts, what you do with those emotions, and how you use them to your advantage or to allow them to take you down a sinkhole. In this episode, we'll talk about how you can identify your thoughts and stories about type 1 diabetes and stop them in their tracks before they go too far and get you to a place of emotional distress. When it comes to type 1 diabetes and your emotional health, you know that your mindset matters. And actually, it probably matters more than you think it does. Now, you may be saying to yourself, that sounds great, but what do I do about it? I can't control my thoughts. I can't control my emotions. And the more I try, the more stressful and challenging they become. And I want to take some time today in this podcast and talk about your mindset and how you can reframe your mindset, reset your mindset to a place that will help you in your life tap on diabetes and help you make diabetes maybe just a little or a lot less stressful. Now you're right. You cannot control your thoughts and feelings. And the more you try, the more challenging they become. It's like focusing on what you don't want to focus on. You have to focus on it, not to focus on it. It gets really confusing. But what you can control is what you do with your thoughts and feelings, how you respond to them. Do you hold them tight and grab onto them? Do you let them go and snowball in your mind? Or do you play the observer and notice what's happening for you, but don't buy into it and don't hold onto it? That's a really important distinction. If you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I teach you how to manage the stress of type 1 diabetes like a sailboat. And over the past couple of episodes, we've talked about different parts of the sailboat. A couple weeks ago, we talked about you and your role as the captain of the sailboat, how it's important for you to have a mission and know where you're going in order to make progress and to gain traction in that direction. In the last episode, we talked about the hull of the boat and making sure your diabetes education and knowledge is as strong as possible. Because without strong diabetes education and knowledge, it's going to be almost impossible to feel set in your feet and to be strong in your emotional health. And today, we're talking about the sails of the sailboat. The sails are what propel you forward. They're what catch the wind. And think about the wind as your thoughts, your emotions, maybe even your blood sugars, and the thoughts and emotions that come up because of your blood sugars, and what you do with them that's going to be a really helpful way of approaching this topic. Now, you can control the wind, just like you can not control your thoughts or feelings. But what you can control is what you do with the wind, how you catch it, and what direction you frame it in, where you put the sails. The sails are what propel you forward. And you can either harness the wind in a way that it's going to be helpful, or in a way that's not going to be helpful for you with your mental health and emotional health type of diabetes. On this episode of the podcast, we're talking about the sails of your boat, and we want to help you to catch the wind in a way that's going to be most helpful for you, your mission, and your emotional health with type 1 diabetes. To do this, we're going to talk about the rewrite your story framework that i developed, and we're going to teach you how to rewrite or reframe your stories you have about diabetes. In other words, how to take the thoughts that you have about diabetes, how to take the emotions that come from diabetes, and use them in a way that is going to propel you to a place in your life and in your emotional health that is helpful. So before we get started, I want to make sure that you are in the right mindset for this episode. And so I want to do a little exercise with you. So... Think about something that's happened to you in your life, type on diabetes recently that has caused you stress. It can be anything. The only thing it has to be is something that has been stressful. It could have been a low blood sugar, a high blood sugar, a high-carb meal, a nasty or inconsiderate comment, or anything in between. It doesn't matter what it is. I want you to think back to when that happened and ask yourself, why did it happen? Why did my butcher go high? Why did I go low? Why did that person make a comment? Why do I feel badly about myself? Just think of an explanation as to why that thing happened. If you need a minute, feel free to put the episode on pause and think through this and maybe even write it down. Now, once you have that thing in mind, both the episode as well as the reason why it happened, I want you to cross out the reason why. And I want you to write the craziest explanation possible. So for example, so imagine the thing that happened to you was you ate lunch, and a half an hour later, you saw your blood sugar spiking really, really high. Maybe it was 283, two hours up. And you ask yourself, why did this happen? And maybe your explanation is, well, I had lunch. I made a really bad decision about what I was gonna eat, And I underbolused. So as you can see, the explanation is reasonable. I mean, it makes sense. It also blames you. It's you know you made a bad decision about what you ate. Uh, You didn't take enough insulin, and so the reason why your blood sugar is going high is because it's your fault. You did something wrong. Now cross that out. Cross that explanation out, and think of a completely off the wall explanation as to why. blood sugar spiking high. Maybe the chef at the restaurant that you ate at put in an extra cup of sugar into the hamburger that you ate and you couldn't taste it. Or maybe the insulin that you took magically turned into water. Now, I recognize that these explanations are off the wall and not realistic. And that's the point. I don't want you to think that these are true. But I want you to get in the habit of being flexible and to thinking about explanations for why things happened in your life type of diabetes that are outside of the box. Now, the actual explanation is probably not that far out of the box, but this gets you thinking, and this gets your mind loose into a place where you're able to be creative. You're able to see things that you may not have seen before and come up with realistic explanations. I know this one wasn't realistic, but come up with realistic explanations as to why things happened, um, that make sense, that have evidence to back them up, and that don't send you into an emotional black pit. And the way to do that is by coming up with something crazy to start with and then scaling back. The rewrite your story framework helps you to see the stories you tell yourself and also to see the impact that they have on you and your emotional health with type 1 diabetes. So often, the stories we tell ourselves about type 1 diabetes become so routine. And the impact of the stories becomes part of our lives that we don't even recognize that they're happening. And that's a dangerous place to be. Because when we don't recognize that stories are happening, they become our reality. They become the lens that we see the world through. And that keeps us stuck in those stories. And the last thing that I want you to be is stuck in the story, because if you're stuck in the story, they're going to be impossible to rewrite. So being aware of the stories you tell yourself and being aware of the impact they're having on you helps you to pinpoint what they are, to evaluate them from a logical point of view, and then, if necessary, to rewrite them. The key to rewriting your stories about T1D that you tell yourself on a regular basis is to understand how these stories form. Where do they come from? Because if you don't understand where they come from, they're gonna be impossible to change. So I wanna talk about what I call the anatomy of a story. Our stories come and they happen for us in our minds in a very predictable manner. They always start with what's called a trigger. And a trigger is something that happens to you in your life for type 1 diabetes that is usually not so great, but it actually happened, and you have evidence that it happened. So back to the story we talked about a minute ago, where your blood sugar was spiking high, maybe it was 282 or 283 with two arrows up. That's a trigger. We can't argue that your blood sugar is spiking high. It's right there on the meter or on your CGM. And so that's not a story you're telling yourself. That is the start of the story. But the story starts with a trigger. And that 282 blood sugar, its I wouldn't say it's great. It's not something that you want to have happen. It may even be negative. You can frame that trigger however you want to. You can say that it's neutral. You can say that it's bad. Um, You probably can't say that it's good because I'm not sure that anyone would say a 282 blood sugar is a great thing. But whether or not you frame that as positive or negative or neutral is not really relevant here. It's just recognizing the fact that something happened to you in your life with diabetes that triggered you, that made a story start, and a story always starts with a trigger. I talk to people with type 1 diabetes every day, and every day is clear to me that people with T1D need a plan. They need a plan to follow to manage the emotional burden of living with diabetes. Without a plan to manage the stress, life with diabetes is overwhelming. You feel like you're drinking out of a fire hose, and you have no idea how to feel steady on your feet and find the peace of mind you're looking for. You feel like diabetes takes away your freedom to live a normal life. A plan to manage the emotional burden of T1D is very simple. There are five frameworks you need to know. And if you know these five frameworks, you have a plan for how to deal with any stress diabetes throws your way. With this plan, you'll be clear about what you're doing right now and what you need to do next. That's exactly what you get when you join Live Free with T1D. At Live Free with T1D, I coach you to manage the stress of type one diabetes like a sailboat. You are the captain. The hull of the boat is your diabetes knowledge and management. The sails are your mindset, the rudder is your behavior, and your crew is your support system. If you build the five parts of your sailboat correctly, you'll be sailing smoothly with type one diabetes. All of that is part of the plan that's available to you when you join Live Free with T1D. Plus, as part of Live Free with T1D, I host a live coaching event every month where you get access to me and have the opportunity to ask me questions and even get personalized coaching. To join Live Free with T1D, go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash livefreewitht1d. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash free with T1D. Join other people with type 1 diabetes just like you who have a plan to find peace of mind and freedom in their lives with type 1 diabetes. The next thing that happens is what we call meaning-making. And that's the second part of the anatomy of a story. Meaning-making is coming up with the reason why that trigger happened. Someone made a comment to you about diabetes, and they did it because they think that you're incompetent in managing your diabetes. You're feeling self-conscious about your CGM because the CGM makes you ugly or makes you very visible to other people. That's meaning-making there. You're coming up with an explanation as to why you're feeling self-conscious. There are any number of reasons that we make up around why something happened to us. Some of them may be realistic, but more often than not, especially when they cause negative emotions, the meaning that we make around them is not actually accurate. But we'll come back to that in a minute. What happens after we make meaning about a story? What happens after we make meaning about a trigger? Then we go to a place called time travel. And time travel is another way of saying you come up with a lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It's when your mind races to the past or goes off into the future and thinks about what you could have done differently to change the situation. Time travel almost always includes a lot of self-blame, a lot of beating yourself up, and very little self-compassion. But what happens there is when you're time traveling, when your mind is raced to the future or the past, it is impossible to make changes both to your blood sugars but also to your emotional state because the only place that you can change your experience and your emotional state and the story you're telling yourself is in the present moment. When your mind is in a time travel state, either in the past or the future, there's nothing that you can do besides spiral. And that can be really dangerous. And then finally, you have the blowback. Blowback is the last part of the anatomy of a story. And that's where the meaning that you're making and the time travel that you went on has a real-world impact. You have blowback. So maybe you ignore your CGM for the rest of the day because you're so upset. Maybe you make a nasty comment back to the person who, who told you that your budget was too high. Maybe... You rip off your CGM site and throw it in the trash because you don't want to feel that self-consciousness. Or any number of other things could happen. But blowback is the behavioral impact the story has on you. And that can be devastating, both through your blood sugars and your mental health. So now that we understand the anatomy of a story, let's come back to how do you reframe your stories? The anatomy helps you to understand what your stories are, what triggers them, what meaning you make from them, and then how they impact you in your real life. But as we talk about rewriting your story, I want you to focus on a very specific place. And that's the space between your trigger and where you're making meaning of that trigger. Remember, a trigger is when something happens in your life type on diabetes. And that's not a story, that's just something that happens usually around your blood sugar or your relationships or how you're feeling about yourself and perhaps an emotion or a thought those can all be triggers the meaning that you make is making an explanation about why that thing happened and remember you can't change what happened but what you can change is the meaning behind it and that's how you rewrite your story the first thing you do is to identify what the trigger is and also to accept the fact that that trigger has happened. You can't change history, you can't change the past, and you can't change the fact that something is negative. You know, if you trip and fall and scrape your knee, you you can't convince yourself that tripping and falling and scraping your knee is a good thing or something that you wanna have happen. But what you can change is the meaning that you make around tripping and falling and scraping your knee. So if you tripped and fall and scraped your knee, that's a negative thing. But then you say, why did that happen? There are a lot of explanations. One is, I tripped on something on the floor. There's something laying on the floor and I tripped on it and that's why it happened. That's a pretty solid explanation. Or maybe the explanation you come up with is, I'm just clumsy and I'm always tripping and falling. I can't trust myself to walk in a straight line. That's another explanation. And so what we want to do is focus on that place between your trigger and the place where you're making meaning of that trigger and making sure that the meaning that you're making is realistic and also helpful for you. One, in avoiding that happening in the future, but also helping you to make sure that it doesn't impact your emotional health in a way that's not particularly useful. So the first step is identifying the trigger, accepting that it's negative. The second thing I want you to do is once you identify your trigger is to come up with as many explanations as possible as to why that trigger happened. They can be off the wall. They can be realistic. They can be positive. They can be negative. It doesn't matter, but come up with a lot of explanations. The problem that we have is that the one explanation that we come up with is usually negative. And we hold on to that explanation very, very tightly to the point where it's impossible for us to change it in our mind. And so by coming up with as many explanations as possible, we look at all the options, or at least a lot of the options that are available. And then once you're able to come up with as many explanations as possible um, from a wide variety of angles, I want you to choose one explanation. I want you to choose the explanation that is most likely to be true with one rule. And that one rule is... You may not self-sabotage yourself with the explanation without hard evidence. So for example, I didn't bolus enough for my lunch, therefore I must be stupid. Well, that's a feeling. That's a, you're saying you're stupid because you feel stupid, not because you are. So that's and telling yourself you're stupid is self-sabotage without hard evidence. If you did something on purpose and you know you did it on purpose, then take ownership of that. And that's the explanation. Oftentimes, the explanation that you have is something that is much more neutral and much less emotionally charged than the one that you come up with on your own naturally. So we want to expand your ability to see different explanations and have you choose the one that's most helpful for you and also most realistic. And then practice. Practice, practice, practice. Practice telling yourself this new Reframed story. And in doing that, you will rewrite your story around type 1 diabetes, what it means about you, and how you see yourself in the world with type 1 diabetes. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use right now to improve your emotional health with type 1 diabetes. And your plan of action for today is to ask yourself this question. Number one. What are your triggers? And then pick one of your triggers. It could be something that happened recently or something that happened a long time ago. But pick one that is most bothersome for you. High blood sugar, low blood sugar, doesn't really matter. And then I want you to rewrite your story about it. And rewriting a story doesn't mean writing three pages. It means writing one sentence. Change the way you're thinking about and explain to yourself why something happened. And then practice that. Write it down, write it on a post-it note, put it on your computer, put it on your mirror, and remind yourself of it every single day. And soon, you will have rewritten one of the stories you tell yourself, one of the stories that really has a big impact on your emotional health around T1D. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you could have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.